Hey guys, welcome to the Bullhunting Soul Podcast. Thanks for joining me again. Uh, today I've got a, another really cool guest here, and uh, it's a guy by the name of Jim Desias. Now, uh, Jim is an art teacher. He is a traditional bow hunter. He hunts uh, hogs. He hunts uh, deer. He likes small game hunting. He he guides some for uh, for, for both hogs uh, and also for, uh, for for fishing. He's a fishing guide down there too. Uh, we don't really talk too much about the fishing aspect of it. We kind of stick to traditional bow hunting. Actually, actually, just bow hunting in general and Florida and. Uh, uh, it's pretty Florida centric because I've, I've hunted down in Florida. Granted, I haven't really done a lot of um, kind of free range or uh, kind of kind of DIY stuff, but I have I have done done some of that. Most of mine has been on kind of like pay to play uh, places for uh, for hogs. And, um, you know, he's certainly done some of that. He has a, a, a bunch of places that he hunts now down there and he has for a while. He is a he, he owns a lease, actually. Or he has a lease, rather, where uh, he he guides some uh, ho- hog hunting as well. So we we kind of get into a whole, whole bunch of different stuff here. It's very cool. Like I said, it's pretty pretty Florida centric because uh, he's got some Florida stories and I've got some Florida stories, and some of them are are are, are pretty funny. Um, you're just gonna have to you're just gonna have to uh, check it out and listen. Um, we were recording this the night before his season opens in Florida and in his zone, and also the night before my archery season opens in Minnesota over here. Uh, tomorrow morning is Saturday. It opens. Unfortunately, I think if you um, uh, heard on the Greg Kraus um, uh, podcast. Uh, I'm not going to be able to go out. Um, I'm looking at my calendar, like I said, and it's looking very, very, very grim until like, you know, late October. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. I might be able to sneak out for, you know, a morning or something like that before that, but I don't know. Who knows? But either way, if you guys are out, uh, by the time you hear this, obviously, it'll be several weeks into the season. I hope you guys are successful. I hope you guys are learning things. I hope, um, you know, you're having a good time and, you know, most importantly, enjoying it because guess what? I'm going to be living vicariously through you guys. So uh, I hope you guys, your seasons are, are happy and, 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 and productive. So um, I'm not going to ramble on too much. I definitely want to, again, talk about the, uh, importance of uh, reviews please leave a five-star review it's really really important um I don't ask for a ton, but definitely go do that. Go check out the Bowhunting Soul YouTube channel. And by the way, I really appreciate you guys uh, using those links in that channel. I, I make no bones about the fact that uh, the YouTube channel generates some money. Um, not much because I've got uh, Amazon affiliate links in there. So most of my videos, if you go look in the description, it's the little arrow drop down right underneath the actual video proper. Uh, I'll have a bunch of links in there about things I talk about or if I'm, if I'm reviewing or you know gear I'm using, that kind of stuff. And um, if you click through those links and go to Amazon, you don't necessarily have to buy whatever I'm talking about. If you buy anything on Amazon within 24 hours, I get a, uh, a bit of a commission for that. So, uh, you know, been totally upfront, honest about that. And that really helps out. Again, it, it ends up at this point, it's like 25 or 30 bucks a month, maybe on a good month. Okay. No one's getting rich off of that, but it definitely pays for, uh, for you know, little itty bitty things, and that's greatly appreciated. So please go ahead and do that. And the YouTube videos, again, I'd like to hear comments on things. I, I do it because I, I like doing it. And, um, you know, I, 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 I actually am small enough on there that I can actually interact with the, with the comment section on there, and I do appreciate that. Uh, definitely go and check out the, uh, the, the Teespring uh, t-shirt site. And the best way to do that, actually, is to go through my Instagram, again, Soul 
click on in the bio, you know, it says click in the bio, go click in the bio and it says uh, link tree and it'll say Bowhunting Soul, I think on there. And once you go in there, it'll have all my links to all social media. So it'll be, you know, YouTube channel. Um, it'll be the, the, the Teespring site. It goes right to the, right to the store and uh, some pretty cool designs on t-shirts out there. So anyway, other than that, uh, I'm not going to take up too much more of your time. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Like, share, and subscribe. And uh, without further ado, here is my interview with Jim Dusias. Yeah, there we go. We're, we're on. Awesome. Yeah, so um, just to bring everybody up to speed, we're, we're talking with uh, Jim. How, how do you say your last name? Is it It's Dusias, right? Or Dusias. Dusias. Right? Yeah, Dusias. Dusias. Okay, James Dusias. And um, yeah, you, uh, you you and I kind of uh, message back and forth a little bit here. And, um, you know, I, I wanted to get you on the, uh, on the podcast. I, you know, I, I watch you on YouTube. Um, I watch you, you know, I, I see some of the stuff that you post and everything on, um, on Instagram and whatnot. So, you know, I guess just kind of, we, we can roll into it. Why don't you just kind of tell us who you are, what you do, where you live, what do you, you know, all that kind of good stuff. Get to know yeah, you a little sure. bit. Yeah, I live in Miami, Florida, um, actually South Miami, if anyone's familiar with the city. But um, yeah, I've been here for 20 years. I'm originally from Michigan, Grand Rapids, Um, lived in Buffalo for most of my life, actually, um, 25 years or so. My dad was in radio, so we moved around a bit. Um, But yeah, I grew up in Buffalo, New York, Uh, moved from Buffalo to Iowa. Uh, That was awesome. An awesome four years living out there, hunting and fishing, and right. And uh, my now ex-wife was going to law school out there, so we were out there for four years, three years, and then we stayed for another year. And then uh, her parents were in Miami, so we moved from there to Miami. From there to Miami, so I've been here. Where Where exactly are you? Like south of Miami, there, because because I I I spend enough time in Florida that I kind of know the area a little bit, at least as far as like you know, going down the coast when you're driving <laughs> to yeah, yeah. 95 or 75, you know, but it's, it's considered Miami. I mean, if you send me a letter, it'll go, you know, you put Miami and I'll get it. Okay. Um, technically it's South. It's just a part of Miami called South Miami. So it's, okay. uh, it's not like downtown or near Biscayne Bay with the, the high rises. It's more like a suburban where I live. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. For, you know, for my job, I, I, I we, we travel to, um, Homestead uh, sometimes a couple oh, of yeah, times that's... a year, you know, Homestead, Miami. So, um, to, to the speedway rather. So, yeah. um, yeah, we, we, if I, if I happen to be driving, you know, we, or even if you fly into Miami and then drive from there, um, I end up, you know, kind of, kind of bombing down, you know, pretty much the entire length of Florida sometimes. So, um, I'm just, I'm just always kind of curious how people, that I mean, especially because because you're the only one, the first person I've talked to that's relatively close to like a major metropolitan area that's just gigantic like Miami, and um, <laughs> yeah. it 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 kind of blows my mind how uh, I, I I guess people that live so close to that kind of thing can have this kind of outdoor lifestyle. You know, we kind of take it for granted because I don't live in a, in a near a major city. I'm about 30 minutes away from Minneapolis, you know, luckily, um, mm-hmm. if that, more than that. But I mean, um, yeah, so kind of describe the area, I guess. I mean, how 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 rural are we talking? Or how suburban are we talking? It's more, it's like city slash suburban. I mean, someone from the, the country would probably think it's urban. But um, yeah. for us, we can, we can walk everywhere. Um, the grocery store is two blocks away. There's a lot of restaurants and bars and uh, shops and uh, kind of a touristy area, but it's more like um, at first glance it's touristy, but it's really more locals. 
that that go to the shops and whatnot. Yeah. Um, you know, um, some apartments, but a lot of you know single family homes, and and uh, we go on walks, no problem. There's quite a bit of um, I shouldn't say quite a bit, but there's some vestiges of uh, old Florida still left, like little pockets of Florida pines and oaks and, you know, these county city parks, I guess they are. Um, so okay. I can go over there and shoot my bow. And, we, you know, it's just, it's, um, I guess it's more of a suburban look to it than, than urban to me anyway, you know, but uh, yeah, yeah, we like it. We like the fact that we can walk everywhere. So except to go into work, I gotta, I gotta drive to work. You gotta drive to work, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what What do you do? I'm t- I'm an art teacher. Okay. So I teach uh, elementary school art. I've been doing that for about twenty twenty one years, I think. Um, in parochial, private, you know, private schools. Now I'm in a um, and also public. Now I'm in a uh, a charter school. Okay. So elementary art, yeah. How was that? Uh, how has all this this craziness affected you this year? Um, and, and, and are you guys back to it? Are you kind of hybrid back to it? I'm I'm just kind of curious, school yeah. system wise, you know. Yeah. Um, this school this year that I'm teaching at is is new to me. So I started in early August um, at the charter school. The last two years I was at a public school. In March, we you know when everything shut down, it was all distance learning, but very kind of basically I would just uh assign a project and they would turn in their project and that was art for the week there was no instruction really other than i have a youtube channel for my art classes as well so i just would refer students to that like hey if you don't know how to do something you know you can text you can email me not text but you can email me ask questions you could but this year it's different it's much more involved where i'm actually teaching face to not face to face but um face to computer you know mm-hmm. distance learning and um it's, uh, it's passes for face to face nowadays yeah yeah really <laughs> Might as well be. the new world um, so and then we start the kids come start coming back on this coming monday so uh i'll have yeah by the end of the week i'll have about half of my students back face to face and the rest will be on you know at home on computer still so they're they're not back yet huh that's um, no Mm-mm. that's kind of late isn't it for uh, well, normally we'd be, yeah, normally we'd be, I mean, we started, we started three weeks ago. So I've been teaching since August 21st or so. Right. 20, oh, no, they're no, not August back. 21st. Okay. I get you. Yeah. So I've been yep. teaching, but, um, just, you know, through the computer. So I got they're you. actually gotcha. coming back face to face on Monday. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, my, I mean, I've got an eight year old and, uh, you know, they're, they're doing, um, well, this whole this whole school district is is doing different models based on what grades they're in. So you know she's uh, second grade now. So um, they're doing um, uh, you know Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday they're at home, and then Thursday, Friday they're back at it, kind of thing. You know, so mm-hmm. um, yeah, and everyone's kind of doing it different. It's just you know I think school districts they they don't know what to do. There's no right answer. You know, no. no matter what, you're going to piss off somebody like you, you have parents that work and some of them can stay at home and some of them can't stay at home anymore. Exactly. And, and it's just it's just crazy. But I think, I, you know, with all the with all the craziness that's gone on, no matter what you think of it, I don't want to dive down a, a hole into COVID or whatever. But 
overall, like we see so much negative like stuff all over the place, right? But I think overall as a society, I mean, with with the upturn and everything that we've had in our lives, I think uh, that we're not in like total and utter chaos is a testament to the human human spirit, don't you think? Yeah, that's, that's a great way of thinking about it. Yeah, for sure. And I have yeah. to say, just not being face to face with the kids, I really miss it. I'm so looking forward to seeing them, you know, in person. And I've seen them because these kids I haven't met before face to face because it's a new school for me. So, All right. you know, it's going to be cool. Like, oh, well, there's Mr. D. Wow, you're taller than I thought you were. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I'm just looking for the. I just can't imagine like, you know, the I don't know, you know, especially with the little ones. Like, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. And I'm really looking forward to getting back at it, you know, face to face. And it's it, as an art teacher, it's, it's very challenging to teach through a computer like I don't you know it's just there's just no good way to do it I don't have a document camera but even if I did they still want to see me you know I can't just mm -hmm. have them pointed at my artwork and you know because they're elementary kids and some of them are very young the last two years I taught middle school so I could probably could have gotten away with that but now they just want to see your expression and they want to see, you know, that you're excited about their drawing that they're showing you so right right yeah it's going to be cool to see him in person and meet them for real, you know? Yeah, I, I hear that a lot from teachers, too. Our, my neighbor is a uh, is a teacher, too, and um, she, she teaches, well, yeah, elementary school, too. And same, same deal, because, you know, you get attached, they get attached to the kids, and the kids get attached to them, but it's the, um, I, I'm not a teacher. Uh, I'm not noble enough to be one, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I I hear, you know, the, the I guess the, the joy that they get from, just like you said, the facial expressions and the feedback that they get from when, when something clicks or when a teacher can help them uh, genuinely, like, you know, help someone one-on-one. -on -one. And that's kind of what you're in it for, I'm guessing, you know. Is, oh, yeah, for sure. It, is that. And it's not for it's, the money. It's been, yeah, so it's been hard, not just for teach, uh, not just for the kids, but for the teachers, too, because it seems like what I'm understanding is that part of their, um, I, I guess, the validation is, is a wrong word, but part of their the joy of, of their job is that face-to-face -face interaction and not just like here you go here's a lesson plan because otherwise it's just a you know your screen on a laptop you exactly. know or a chromebook or whatever they do but anyway that's uh no, that, that go ahead no so i was just gonna say and as a kind of a crossover um one of the teachers i can't remember which grade she teaches but um she was teaching from home as well so i have to log into her zoom meeting and then kind of she makes me the host and i take over and i look i notice on a wall she had a, a um, a deer mount. I was just like, wait, what? What is going on? It's like, <laughs> I said, wait, do you hunt? Like, and then I and then I turned my laptop so she could see my antlers on the wall. And she goes, oh, you hunt too? Like, oh yeah, my husband, he's been hunting for years, and and I he got me into it. And now my daughters hunt as well. I was like, oh, this is great, you know. Because in Miami, peek inside people's houses now too. That's that's the funny <laughs> part, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and I was kind of looking at the kids. I was like, how are they going to react? Because I never, you know how it is with hunting. You don't know how they're going to take it. Oh, yeah. Adults or kids. Kids mm. seem to take it better, but for the most part. But I was looking at their, to see their expressions, like they're going to freak out, like, oh my God, like a dead deer. But I guess they're used to seeing her back head, you know, her background with the deer, deer head on the wall. Right. Nice eight point. And, uh, so it was kind of neat to see that. Like, at least there's one hunter at my, my new school, you know. There you go. Yeah, it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of weird in this day and age too. I mean, you hear stories of, uh, you know, some some teacher sees something in the background, like it's uh, I don't know, like a, like a gun on the wall or something, or or animal or whatever, and then somebody gets offended about something, and then you know, the students getting, uh, you know, reprimanded, or it's just you know, 
I don't know. Yeah. But technology is good, but technology sometimes it's like, okay, you know, it's already in our lives so much. You know, I mean, you and I are doing this, of course, thousands of miles away, which is fantastic. But you know, the the yeah. the the more people you let into your world, you know, you're the more you're rolling the dice with uh, somebody having an issue with something. And these days, it's popular to have an issue with something. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, deadly. So let's let's roll into the, to, to the good stuff here. So um, you, um, I'm getting a, getting some feedback. I don't know if you got. Yeah, it's like buzzy, like buzzing. Yeah, it's like. A, well, maybe I think it's my feedback. Um, let me, it may be mine. I've heard this on my laptop before. Should I go to another room? Do you think? I'm gonna switch to another room. Let's see what that. Let's see what that does. I'm walking around with my my computer here. Um, I guess we can kind of roll into your uh, your hunting. I mean, you you said you moved to Iowa originally for you know you were hunting and stuff there. Were you hunting in in, in Buffalo too, or is that something that started later? Yeah, that's no, no. I, I as a kid, I I started hunting um, young. I guess uh, you know before I knew that I didn't have any mentors. Um, so pretty much, uh, I don't. I'm trying to think. Um, when I got my first bow, I think I was like nine years old, but my, my dad was not a hunter. Hunting was not popular in my family. My grandfather hunted, but he was more like, a, first of all, he lived in Oklahoma. So, he, you know, I was in, I'm in Buffalo, so he wasn't, you know, able to take me out or anything. But I, I had heard stories of him like hunting uh, out in Oklahoma for quail and whatnot. Um, but I don't know. I think I read Robin Hood and, and, uh, I was just intrigued by that, and um, then I saw a bow at a garage sale, so I bought it for, I think, $3, uh, <laughs> a Ben Pearson yellow fiberglass 30-pound uh, recurve bow. Okay. And um, I just, I've been doing it ever since, you know, just flinging arrows and hunting, and, I, and it was one of those things where I didn't really know, um, although Buffalo is a very outdoorsy town in fact at one point i think they sold per capita more hunting and fishing licenses than any county in america really but but i didn't have any close friends that hunted uh, except for one my friend dave his dad was a avid hunter and so i pretty much was self-taught um i listened to jay you know i think you know jason samkoviak mm-hmm. yeah can you hear me yeah i can yep okay and I think he's the same kind of deal where, um, you know, when you, when you don't have mentors, like face-to-face mentors, um, you learn by trial and error. So um, I started young, um, and I heard, uh, I can't think of his name, the guy that did the, you did a podcast with the, the guy that does the Green Mountain podcast. Oh, Schaefer. Yeah, Schaefer. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Schaefer, yeah. And um where he was talking about being really, really good when he was much younger. That's how I felt like when I didn't, before I thought, before I knew it was supposed to be hard archery shooting in general, was just came really easy to me and natural. And the more I, you know, <laughs> I don't want to talk about target panic too much, but the more I did it, the longer I did it, the harder it got, you know, in a way, the shooting, the actual like accurate shooting part of it, uh, the hunting part, I've always improved as a hunter, like from the year of nine, you know, nine years old, hunting squirrels and rabbits, and basically everything was a target, you know, any animal um, around the neighborhood and in the fields and woods around my house. But, um, but the actual, 
so my hunting skills have, you know, really, really improved, but my shooting skills have actually gone downhill over the last 30 years or whatever. Yeah. So uh, I'm working on it, you know, working on a, I heard you guys talking about clickers and all that. And I have an archery coach now, shooting coach. That's helped me some, but I'm still fighting it, struggling with it. Yeah, it's, I, I, mine comes and goes. Um, okay, so I'm still getting that feedback there. Do you, I, I wonder if I should yeah, just yeah. like call, call you again or something to see if maybe it clears up. Uh, yeah, maybe you want to call me again and I'll, I'll go to another room. Yeah, I don't think it's you. I think it's just my connection because it's, really? it's doing it. Because I've yeah, heard this on my it. computer before. It sounds like static. Uh, it's not that it's repeating what I'm saying. It's almost like an echo, like way deep, oh. like from from what I'm what oh. I'm. It's repeating what I'm saying, and it stops when I stop talking, which is kind of weird. You want you what do you want to do? You want to call? Yeah, me back let me or? hang up on you, and I'll call and I'll call you right back when we okay. get the next. Okay, sounds good. All right, hang on. Starting recording. There we go. Yeah, I, I don't hear that weird feedbacky thing anymore. It's weird. Okay, it's probably my end because I've heard it when I was doing the um, the teaching from home. When I went in my uh, man room, um, it was kind of sometimes it'd be like that when I come out in the rest, you know, into the kitchen or the dining yeah. room. It was it went away? So yeah, weird. It's good think, on my end. Yeah, it seems to it seems to have gone away. So yeah, you, you never know with electrons. You can't you can't you can't trust the bugger, little buggers, you know. So <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, really. for for those listening, if there's a weird uh, kind of split in here, uh, we, we just kind of hung up and recalled each other because I was getting like a weird feedback. So um, we we were talking about target panic, and you've got a coach now. You said now, yes. did you did you just all of a sudden like develop it because you were shooting a certain way, or did you kind of go with like you know start. Um, you know, you know, watching some of the more modern stuff, you know, like the push or stuff like that and try to change things up. And then, and then that induced, you know, the, the way it, it induced target panic or something like that, because it changed because you changed the way you're shooting. How, how did that come about? And I'm not no, blaming actually, the push, by the way, I love those guys, but yeah, <laughs> just use as an yeah, example. I, I do too. Um, no, it, it's actually started when I was shooting a compound bow. So I started, you know, recurve, um, I didn't even know about compounds. It's like I said, I didn't really have any mentors. Like Fred Bear was my mentor, you know, his videos. And uh, so, um, yeah, so I I shot a compound for maybe, I don't know, 15 years or so. And I got to the point where I'd I'd be at full draw and I couldn't couldn't put the pin on where I wanted the arrow to go. So I'd have to kind of like pass shoot, like I'd kind of swing through the the target and then punch the trigger actually i shot fingers for a long time and then i went to a release and the release helped for a couple of years and um then i would kind of pass like when, I, when the pin would go through the target I'd, I'd punch the trigger and it'd go and then um so then i was like you know this it got really bad with the compound although i was killing because of compounds and their efficiency i was still killing deer like every year like at least one yeah uh, with the compound um in new york you can only take two deer but when I moved to Iowa, it's like almost unlimited tags. So I killed, I think, two deer. I think I took killed eight deer in the four years I was out there. But I, you know, if I'd have been, if I'd have had the target panic under control, I could have killed twenty probably. You know. Wow. Um, but then I switched when I moved to Florida. I was like, wait a minute. Like, okay, there's wild hogs there here. I knew there were, but I didn't know that you could hunt them year round. And so I, I started going on these paid hunts. 
I was like, you know what? And I, I, by the way, through the whole compound uh, phase of my shooting, I always shot traditional. I, always, I just didn't hunt with traditional. So um, I worked, worked in an archery shop. I set guys up with, uh, you know, compound bows, whatnot. And then well, we had a range and I would shoot recurves. You know, on my break, I'd shoot my recurve bow, but I just didn't. The, the target panic was really bad back then for both bows. And I was like, well, I kind of want to kill a deer now and then. So I'm going to hunt with a compound. So I did that. And uh, so then when I moved to Florida, like I was saying, um, the fact that I could hunt pigs and go on paid hunts, just like weekend hunts um, mm-hmm. year round, I was like, you know, I can miss animals with a recurve bow, but have a lot more fun doing it, you know what I mean? So a lot more yeah. fun practicing. Um, so then, you know, hunting pigs just changed my archery, my whole outlook on it. Like, okay, you know, and, and the way that people feel about pigs down here, it, you know, a rancher, some of the places I pig hunt, um, if they, if they see a pig in a field, you know, a sow with piglets, they'll shoot the sow and then they'll shoot, you know, with a rifle then I'll shoot every piglet if they can, you know, cause they do so much damage. So, and they just kick them in the ditch. They're not even for a lot of these people they are not even considered game animals, you know? So yeah. for me, just from an ethics standpoint, you know, I, I want to make a good shot, but uh, you know, it's not the end of the world. If I hit one back, you know, back of it and I don't find it, it's not, you know, the end of the world. Um, whereas a deer, I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't feel, shouldn't feel deer, different about it, but just, in some ways I do, you know, about deer, mm-hmm. I just, uh, I want to make sure I'm going to make a good shot and quick recovery, whatnot, short blood trail. No, so the I, whole, the I, whole... I, I understand hundred percent. Finish what you're saying, but yeah, I, under, I understand where, where, what you're trying to, that sentiment is what you're trying to say. I get yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not that I don't re- respect pigs. I mean, I love, I love hunting pigs. It's not like that. I don't want to make that, give that impression, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So just the fact that I can hunt them year round is like, I might as well just, and then that, and then I went on a, a paid hunt for pigs and there was a guy hunting with longbow who's now my friend, Josh. Um, and he actually killed a deer that week and it was, it was, um, September. So deer season was open and he, he killed a, he killed a, a buck. Actually, the only deer that was taken in the, out of like, 15 guys on this hunt and um so i was like you know what i should just switch over go back to traditional and then i did and then i went on this bow buying frenzy like a lot of us do just Mm -hmm. you know like trying to find the perfect bow for us and and uh yeah so that's how i kind of got back into traditional and so yep. are there um are are there a lot of uh, kind of pay to play places down by you are or do you have to go like like in inland more or north more or whatever? You have to go about an hour and a half north. So near Lake near Lake Okeechobee, mm-hmm. north of there. You know, there's there's a lot of places. A lot of them are high fence, um, which I don't like um, so much. I mean, it's 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 a good place for a beginning hunter or somebody who just wants to get some meat for the freezer. I don't have a problem with that. Um, but the places I have pig hunt now are free range. I actually do uh, some pig hunts. I don't know if you knew that or not. I guide for some. Um, so, uh, yeah, so about an hour and a half. My place is about two and a half, about two hours and 20 minutes from Miami. It's in Fort Pierce where I hunt mostly for pigs. Okay. And deer. Yeah. My first, uh, my first pig that I ever shot, and this was, uh, a rifle, you know, um, was, uh, what's the name of that place? It's, it's just in Okeechobee there. Um, it's, not, uh, 
not well it's weird because if you go look on like like florida hog hunting like 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 chappie's name like comes up in like all kinds of stuff you know yeah. I, and I don't know if he's like a um like a like a booking guy or whatever but it's uh as a west not west shore outfitters it's uh Oh, out west farms out west farms there you go yeah mm-hmm. yeah out west farms yeah and you go on like the big giant you know um swamp buggies and yeah <laughs> things like that you know and yeah my my, my first one actually I, I took my 30 30 down there nice. and um i you know i i reload and i cast my own bullets and things like oh, that cool. so i had these like kind of lighter loads these are like 180 grain bullets they're only going like 1650 or something like that feet per second you know and uh, i'm like yeah more than enough you know so we're on this thing and this is my first like like hog hunt ever right and i don't know if you've shot off one of those things um, yes, but it's like, yeah but it's like a giant boat right you're on like this bow of this thing and it's pitching up and down and moving and stuff like that and you know long story short i shot this thing and i saw the dust fly off its shoulder and it kept running and i kept oh, trying no. to unload into it you know and then i hit it you know in, in the ham and it kept running and then went into the thickets and then we hopped into the uh, palmettos and then we hopped off and um you know there's there's you know and then it gets really thick and kind of gets a little gets a little sporty right and yeah. uh, you know he's still there's all the ones kind of like uh, snorting and growling you know like to the left and to the right you know where because um he sent his dog after it to kind of kind of uh, oh yeah bait a little bit and he's like don't shoot my dog he's like yeah. those other two those other two come charging he goes you shoot i'm not going to charge you for him and then, so this <laughs> thing comes out faces me at about i don't know 15 yards or whatever it's still like looking at me all pissed off I shoot it in the head straight on. It goes down and I go to it and it's still looking up blinking at me and I had to put one more in it, you know, right pretty much like behind the eyeball, you know, behind the ear. And I'm yeah. like, geez, these things are tough. And, tough. Uh, and I thought, okay, I need to up my horsepower on the, uh, on the rifle thing. If I'm going to, you know, 30, 30 is fine, but just don't, don't shoot like kind of powder puff, you know, <laughs> loads at 1600 <laughs> feet per second, you know, yeah. that's, that's the first thing I learned. And yeah, I've got a couple of those bullets uh, uh, down here in my little hobble hole. Actually, I've got them, I've got them because I, we dug them out and oh, one wow. of them is a perfect mushroom and one of them obviously hit a rib and it's split you know um they're they're, they're pretty cool but anyway um was that um was that a boar or was it sow uh that was a boar okay did he have a did he have a um a shield no you know none of the ones i've ever shot um i've probably shot about i don't know i'm gonna say like 10 12 eight or 10 pigs at this point right maybe like closer to 10 um none of them have been like giant giant ones i don't think i've shot anything over probably 150 pounds 120 30 pounds maybe um and you know i i, I haven't come up against this like uh you know the, the shield thing that everyone talks about from these giant you know giant boars yeah uh, and the only up until last year it was all with the rifle you know because i'd go down i'd have like well you know how it is you have like a morning to hunt or an afternoon and you're paying money and um my, my, my point was when i was saying earlier when i understand your sentiment um this past year uh you know went to this this west shore outfitters which is kind of up near um kind of near daytona it's about half an hour away mm-hmm. um and I, i've recounted this story before so i apologize if people are bored of hearing about it but you know I, I took i took my kodiak magnum down there and then i took my compound down there and uh depending on where they were going to put me i'm like okay you know I, I'm, I'm tired of shooting them with a rifle it's 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 a little more than like you know picking like the lobster in the fancy restaurant like that's the one i want you know kind of thing yeah so um but I, I long story short i made a really bad shot with my kodiak magnum 
Um, this is like a 13 yard chip shot that I practice and I nail over and over and over and over again from many different positions, you know, but I had all the time in the world. I didn't have, you know, I drew back and let down, drew back and let down a bunch of times. I had, it wasn't nerves. It was just stupidity. I rushed the shot and long story short, I, I, I hit it in the gut. I didn't do anything right. I didn't pick a spot. I didn't come to anchor. I didn't expand none of that stuff. And I hit it in the, you know, in the stomach and off it went, we never found it. But you're there and you're like, man, I really want to go over with some pig meat because I love, oh, yeah. you know, and um, I said, OK, well, I've got my compound with me, too. And of course, for the second one, you always get a discount, you know, <laughs> and I said, OK, well, um, you know, if 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 something really large worth paying the, you know, paying the extra comes along and it's worth it, quote unquote, for me, then I'm going to take a shot. With my car. And I did. And I got that one. It still took an hour to find her. She only went like 80 yards. But I mean, you know how it is tracking these oh, things, yeah. they don't bleed, you know, and they disappear under something the size of a coffee table. And this was a 120 pound animal, you know. And, and that was um, that was <laughs> with the compound. That was with the compound. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, uh, but I'm still shooting like a two blades wiki <laughs> out of that. Thing, you know, <laughs> yeah, cool. Pounds, you know? So, um, anyway, it wasn't a fault of any of that. It was a double long shot, you know, perfect kind of thing, even though it, it twirled right as the arrow was getting to it. Um, it's just, it's just a matter of, of, you know, that's the way it is hog hunting it. They're hard to find. But what, what I kind of told myself then after that is, um, you know, I don't, if I'm going to go pay that kind of money, you know, and I, and I hate saying this cause you're putting, you're putting like a, a monetary value mm -hmm. on, on, on an animal's life. Um, and I don't like doing that, even though we do that every day, every time we hunt, every time we do anything, we're putting monetary value on something. But, um, I, th I said, okay, well, you know what, um, for the chance to, or, or, or the, or the possibility of, of screwing up, which is so much greater when you're paying like that much money for, for something. Yeah. I, I, I said, well, I'd rather shoot one with my compound. I don't want to do one with a rifle anymore. That's just, it's just boring. It doesn't excite me anymore. But, um, you know, if I were to do something free range and I've gone on some, some WMAs, you know, for, with, with a buddy up there, um, he lives up near, um, oh, oh geez, what is it? It's North of Tampa. Uh, it's, ne it's next to Brooksville. Um, uh, what, what is anyway, go um, no, no, it, 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 it'll, it'll come to me, but, um, cause yeah, I, I, always, I went up there with Ryan Gill. He's a good friend of mine. I don't know if you don't know Ryan, but he lives in Brooksville. I know of him. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I never he, he lives in Brooksville. So we, we hunt that area quite a bit. Yeah. It's the, it's, it's the town right next to Brooksville. Um, why can't I think of it? They're like our closest friends, but anyway, um, yeah. So that was, that was kind of what I was thinking. It's like, man, you know, if I'm going to spend the money, I, and, and, I, I don't want to spend the money and lose money and not recover something if I make a bad shot because I screwed up with, with the recurve. And that may be a terrible way to look at it, but at some point you got to be practical about it and about like how you feel as far as confidence wise, you know what I mean? And if you're going down there for like a morning or an afternoon and you're paying a chunk of money, you know, it's like, okay, well, I, I, I want to go home with the cooler full of meat. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that was a long drawn out response to what you were saying <laughs> about that. You know. Yeah. No, I, I get it for sure. Of, of course, you feel bad if you you know shoot something and you hit it in the gut and it runs off and you don't find it. You know. So, you know, I I, I get that. Yep. <laughs> so you um so let, let's talk about the, the this property then. Are you do you own this property that you hunt on, or you said you guide up there for it? Where, yeah. Um, it's it's a lease. Um, I have one lease and then a couple other properties that I have permission to hunt on more for like uh, hog control 
you know, ranches that uh, have a problem with the pigs. And uh, so they, they prefer a bow hunter going in than, uh, you know, rifle hunter because they have cows in there. They're cattle oh. ranches. So, um, yeah, just to keep it safe for the cattle and uh, maybe keep the liability down, um, you know, the risk. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just got one, a new one. It's only 40 acres, but I was up there uh, two weeks ago. I put a, um, I, I just posted a video like a week ago, um, just kind of scouting it out. And I saw some sows, but uh, yeah, I saw that. Range. Yeah, you saw it. Okay, yeah, I got yeah. out of range. And you know, I should have just, <laughs> I should have just gone where I dumped the corn. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, but well, yeah, because you were do- you you were along along like a fence row, right? And there was like a yeah. kind of clear cut path, and they were kind of crossing perp- perpendicular to you, and you were uh, kind of uh, videoing that, I think, right? Yeah, exactly. Usually they'll yeah. they'll get on the corn and they'll just follow the like a like a popcorn trail right to you, but it just didn't work out that day for whatever yeah. reason. Just seemed like they wanted to just had to go somewhere else. And actually, they were going in the in the direction of where I have a feeder, so they could have just been going to that feeder, which I should have been sitting at. But yeah, anyway, so, yeah, that's, so that's kind of the way it rolls. Yeah, so yeah. um, so so that's your lease then, right? So you, yes. you lease that out. Okay, cool. Are you running like an outfitting uh, business out of there then, it, or it's it's a yes and no. It's it's yes, it, it, it is. It's like pay to hunt, but it's it's very. I might do like one at the most two hunts per month, you okay. know, so, um, and often it's just repeat customers, clients, friends, whatever you want to say. Uh, so I don't do a lot of hunts, you know, it's kind of, uh, uh, just, just enough, you know, cause I, you know, teach school all week as you know, and, and, uh, going up there, it's two hours away. So, you know, it's, it's a long weekend for me and I need to rest at some point, so I can't do it every weekend. I probably book hunts every weekend, but I can't, you know, just, I need a day off now and then. So although as much as I love it, but you know, I just got to rest sometime. So yeah, like two, two hunts per month, typically. Two hunts per month. What do you charge? If I may ask, do you, do you have like a price list or is it kind of like, I, I don't know how it works with, with that. Yeah, it's, it's five twenty five for the weekend. Okay. Okay. That's from unlimited hogs. Um, well, it's, you know, it's, I don't want to mislead anyone. It's, it's not like, you know, like you can shoot a hundred hogs. You're not going to see a hundred hogs, you know, mm-hmm. but if, but it's, but if two of them come in and you, cause some places they charge it per hog. It's not, I, I just, I don't like that idea. I think it affects people shooting. I, I know it's affected mine, but like, Oh, you know, I hit one, you know, back. I'm probably not going to find that one. We'll look for it, but probably not going to find it. And then another pig comes in. Oh, there's another 150. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, I'm a teacher, not a you know banker. That's exactly so, what I did. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so I just charge people a flat rate. You know, if you can shoot any size boar or sow, some places limit you to to boar only. But um, these, if if the rancher found out about that, then he, you know, I'd lose <laughs> lose the lease. You know, because right. they want me to kill all of them. You know, the piglets too. So. Yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Is there are there any um, it's, so it's just a property there. Right? There's no accommodations or anything like that. It's just, no. you know, come show up. And then um, is it uh, is it spot and stock or do you you said you have feeders on there? But do you kind of limit people to, you know, you have to kind of stay here for liability reasons? Because some, some places do that. They don't want you up and walking around. Um, um, how, how do you? It, it really just depends. I, I it depends on who who's there. So if if I know if they've told me ahead of time they want to do spot and stock, then we'll typically 
spot and stalk in the morning. That's when the pigs are typically, you know, typically out feeding in the, in the pastures. Mm-hmm. You can just glass pastures and then kind of move on until you find them and, and then get the wind right, of course, and then put a stalk on them. But um, if you do a lot of that, then they just don't come to the feeders because if the, the pig that you spook in the morning, they're still freaked out in the afternoon, so they may not come to the feeder. So oh, um, okay. it just depends. Sometimes if, if I know, if, like, for example, if it rains the night before or it's been raining for a couple of days, I know the pigs are going to be out in the morning. It's not they're out in the morning. They're out all night, but they're still out in the morning. So then I'll suggest, like, you know, we, sh- we should probably spot the stock tomorrow. Forget the stand. Forget the feeder. And um, that's worked out really well to the point where I guess, I don't know, maybe the last five clients I've had that I've suggested we do that. Um, they've killed, at least gotten shots at pigs in the morning, just spotting the stock. So plus I, I film, so I like to, it's fun to follow them around with a camera. But uh, Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. Um, so do you, do you get to hunt much then, then too, or is it, was it more turned into kind of like a business for you up there or is it kind I, of, I still, yeah, I still get plenty of hunting in. There's some properties that I, I just save for myself. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. just my, my son, I've got a 16 year old son and, uh, and so places that we hunt and Mary Lucy, she doesn't hunt, but she likes to come with me and film or, you know, she likes to stump shoot and whatnot. So yeah, I do have some places I just save for myself. And uh, what's the uh, what's the deer hunting like then then by you too? If you want to switch some species here, um, um, do, do you do you find that uh, maybe it's a two part question? But do you find that in hog heavy areas that the deer are, are are sparse, or is that is that a myth? I think that's a from what I've seen, I I'd say that's a myth. Um, we don't have a lot of deer work on this these particular properties, although it seems like um, the deer numbers are coming back. The turkey numbers have like just completely dropped off. The, they're just gone. I don't know. I don't know what happened to the turkeys. It used Pythons. to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Could be. Who knows? It's Florida. All this, all kinds of weird stuff here. But um, there was ton, there were a ton of turkeys when we first. My, actually, I say we because my friend Irv and I um, were doing the, the guiding early on, like 2010 and 11, until a few years ago. But um, there were tons of turkeys, but to the point where we could do turkey hunts, like just a couple a year, you know. And, and we had some guys come in and kill big turkey. I mean, like we had guy kill a – we didn't weigh it. Osceola's don't weigh that much, but, um, you know, it had inch and, almost inch and a half spurs. Like it was a true limb hanger, like – and he came back the next year and shot another one, another limb hanger. Um, but then the last few years, the turkeys have just been, I see a few hens now and then, but it's, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's the coyotes, the bobcats, some kind of disease. I don't know. But the deer hunting has always been bad compared to uh, most places, like compared to Iowa or, or New York. Um, uh, but I have to say the last couple of years, I've seen more and more deer. So t- actually tomorrow is opening day of deer season in this, this yeah. part of Florida. So I'm going to be out tomorrow afternoon and Sunday. So maybe, maybe something will come by. We'll see. Yeah. I, but, I, I envy you because our, <laughs> our archery season opens up tomorrow morning. Um, and I, I'm looking at it like, okay, I, I can't go out tomorrow. I, 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 
I don't know looking at my like work schedule because because everything with 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 COVID just kind of got crazy and and all our stuff got rescheduled or re you know uh, either canceled or rescheduled uh, to basically like the back half of of our you know of the year basically so my schedule that was going to be a little more drawn out is now just just crazy crazy busy and more uh, compressed. And I'm looking at it going, okay, between my travel schedule, uh, my wife who, you know, she works overnights and, and she's gone this weekend. Actually, she's, she's at, she's at uh, Disney this weekend. Actually, she's in Orlando, oh, wow. yeah, you know, so, uh, of course you can't leave an eight year old at home. I'm like, man, <laughs> um, I'm probably not going to get out until it's honestly, it's looking like till like mid to late October at this point, you know? And, yeah, and, and just like you, just like anybody that's just ate up with this. I mean, I look. This is like I look forward to this from from the day the season ends until oh, it yeah. starts again. And everyone's geared up. This is like the you know Christmas Eve kind of thing tonight. Absolutely. And, and I'm like, man, I really want to be outside. But I'm <laughs> I'm looking at my calendar, going, uh, nope, nope, nope. I'm gone that week. Nope, nope. I'm gone for eleven days after that. Nope, nope, nope. I'm like, what the hell, you know? But. I don't know. It's, you can't compl- you can complain, but you know some people don't have jobs, and you know you got yes. you got to be yeah. you got to be grateful. I understand gotta that. Be, keep it in perspective. But I could still be a little bit bitter about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I you know my most of my deer hunting is in North Carolina. I hunt with um, Dalton Lewis. I don't know if you know him from the Sick yeah, Boys. Yeah, Sick Boys. Yep. Yeah, he was. He's yeah. been on. Yep. What yeah, a great a- podcast those guys kicked off, huh? I mean, I know. Man, they, they just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Yeah, so he's my he's my uh, North Carolina buddy um, for hunting, and he comes down and hunts pigs with me, and I go there to hunt deer, and um, we've known each other probably ten years. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, so like last weekend was opening day, and I wanted to be there so badly. I was just like, this is killing me. I, I think I've hunted up there the last six years for opening day, give or take, you know. Um, but I'll go up. I'll go up for archery. I'll go up for muzzleloader. I'm talking long weekends. You know, I'm a teacher, so mm-hmm. long weekends. Maybe take a day, you know, Monday or a Friday, um, fly up, rent a car. Um, so last year I went up uh, for archery just for a week, long weekend, a long weekend of black powder and a long weekend. Actually, over Christmas, the deer season is still open, and I'm hunting private property up there. So, I mean, it's almost like – well. Um, I was I was bow hunting the first three days, and then it, it was one of those things like you know I missed a doe, um, and and then it's like okay I only have two more two or three more days to hunt. I have my black powder gun with me. Maybe I should switch over. Mm-hmm. I'd really like to get a deer, and it turns out that like when I switched over, it's just like wouldn't you know it? I didn't see another deer the whole trip in the next three days, or not not one that I could have shot. You know so. Whereas the, the previous couple of days I was seeing deer within 20 yards of me, you know, and, and it just didn't work out. I missed one, like I said, but, um, yeah. so I don't know. We're, we're trying to, uh, Mary Lucy's uh, parents live in, in Raleigh. So she, she mentioned earlier tonight, she's like, you know, my mom really misses me. She really wants me to come up. Like how soon? <laughs> like when, like <laughs> next weekend, like two weeks from now, like when I'm actually flying into Raleigh next Wednesday, actually. So oh, really? Oh, <laughs> driving okay. up to Virginia. Yeah. Just to the Virginia border there. But oh, okay. uh, yeah. Yeah. So are, are you, when you're hunting in Florida though, are you, is that on this property that you're leasing or is that, is that some other, yeah, same property. Uh, other, same property. Yeah. I have okay. had leases, um, for deer hunting, like in North Florida. 
but you know, Florida, as you know, is just such, it's, they're six hours from, you know, they were six hours from Miami. So yeah, um, it's just too long a drive to make it work on a weekend. So yeah, I, I deer hunt. I wouldn't even call it deer hunting. When I go to Fort Pierce, I'm pig hunting. If I see a deer, I'll try for it, but I can't, it's, there's so few deer that I can't even call it deer hunting. I mean, it's really that it's, it's sort of like, uh, like Schaefer was saying about hunting in Vermont, you know, it's just like, if you see a deer, it's, it's a small victory. Yeah. Yeah. You never know though. I had a, I had a client, um, not this past January, but the January before. And one he's actually killed a sow and, uh, it has over 500,000 views, but, um, I have no idea why, but, um, Anyway, he, he had two like shooter bucks within 15 yards of, of the stand I put him in and he didn't have a, a deer tag. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And he got, he was shooting video of them on his phone, you know, sending me clips of it. And I was like, what the, do you have a deer tag? <laughs> like, of course he doesn't have a deer tag. He came cause in, in Florida, as you know, you don't on private property, you don't have to have a, you don't have to buy a license, you know, mm-hmm. for, for pigs. Um, so that, that, that afternoon, that evening, he went and bought a deer tag, and of course, he didn't see another deer on the trip. But uh, yeah, he had two shooter bucks. Really, one of them was a really nice eight point for Florida. You know, really nice. But uh, yeah, just you never know. Yeah, are you um, are, are you guys still on like a weird like? Well, not weird. They're all weird lotteries. But are you kind of on a lottery system down there too? Because I remember. Well, I, I know that the regulations have changed, but it seems like you know bucks are like buck tags are more readily available and then and and doe tags i think are more uh they're harder to get with with lottery is that yeah you apply for a doe permit um and it's really i've never drawn one to show you how hard it is to get um an archery you can shoot a doe or a buck um but once archery closes during the, the gun season yeah you have to have uh you have to have you know drawn for a doe permit but um I lost my train of thought, but um, oh, oh, they no, they have, they, that, have yeah. a, they have a doe weekend in November, like three days where you can with during the gun season. I, I'm typically hunting with a bow, but um, you can you can shoot does during that weekend on private property. But the the WMA is they have their own seasons, they're like their own separate entity kind of thing. Uh, so it just depends on that you know a particular w, WMA how the regs go for that the seasons even. Yeah, we when we went down to visit our friends in uh, I don't know just a few years ago, but uh, it was around Christmas time. And I said, okay, well if we're going to Florida, I'm going to try to go hunting and stuff. So I, I think one of like the best kept secrets, if you will, if you're willing to put up with, you know, the heat, the humidity, uh, bugs, and pretty much most other critters, you know, that that, that try to kill you, which is Florida, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, it, it probably is one of the best bang for the buck, like. Um, out-of-state hunting destinations that you can get because this again this was only like a few years ago and I'm getting the, I'm getting the numbers like approximate here but for basically a three-day um, and I only got the three you can get a 10-day one too I think or maybe that was a 10-day I can't remember but I think it's a three-day uh, a license then you pay the you know WMA so the license is like forty something bucks I think and mm-hmm. then you pay a WMA fee which uh, is about like twenty dollars or something and and on top of that you pay i believe 
a fee for the weapon and a fee a, a tag for the, the the animal and i think like the deer tag itself was like five bucks after all that stuff that you pay and mm-hmm. and, and and the um the 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 weapon that you're using and at that point i think it was like a rifle season or whatever is like another like five or ten bucks so i remember for the for like a a guy can go hunt for like a like a long weekend a three-day weekend if they wanted to and it was under 90 bucks yeah right (laughs) you know it was Uh, I, i couldn't believe it i'm like okay and i know how hard it is to kill deer down there and i get it and it, it access is tough and you know and, and all that stuff but i, I just it just kind of struck me that for 90 bucks man you I mean you can kind of make a like a long weekend out of it and potentially you know i mean you, you're you're hunting okay you're hunting you're potentially absolutely yeah, shoot yeah. Something, but you're hunting you know and and the, the the pigs i can't remember what the what the 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 pig thing was because you're right on on private property you can shoot them anytime but the wmas and that's where it gets confusing is um if if anyone listening has ever not hunted in florida or looked into it each there's like their seasons for the animals but then each each wma has their own particular like seasons and you know and they they don't seem to make sense like one of them will be like (laughs) you know you get you get, you know, like five days of rifle and I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm making this up. Like, so that's like five days of rifle here and it switches to like three days of archery. Then it's like back to, back to another two weeks of rifle here. But then like the dummy OMA next to it will be like closed the entire time, you know, and it doesn't open till, I don't know, a month later or something. N- nothing that drastic. I'm, you know, I'm kind of being dramatic there, but it, it just seemed like there's so many rules and regulations and even with the, the the Florida Fish and Wildlife website is a pretty good website, I think. I haven't been on it like in the last year or two, but you you really need to learn how to drill down. The information's there, but you, there's there's a lot to kind of like take in. It's one of those um, uh, what what do they call them? Venn diagrams, I think. You know, with the yeah, overlapping yeah. circles. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, what do I want to do? I want to hunt in this season. Okay, that's one circle here, and I want to hunt this species. I want you know over here. Do they overlap? Yes. Okay, what is available as far as a weapon to use? Because you can't you can't use um, if it's rifle season. You got to use a rifle, right? You can't just you can't use you can't use a lesser weapon. You can't use archery during your rifle season, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See here, it, you know, our archery goes the entire duration of the season, and then there's a rifle season in between. But you can still shoot your 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 bow if you choose not to get a rifle tag, kind of thing. But there, it's like, nope, you got a, a season for this weapon and a season for this weapon. So, you, you know, mean if, and the WMAs or just in general? Uh, you, you mean up here or down there? No, down here, down in Florida. Down in Florida, it, it was it was yeah. I mean, if if it's rifle season, then it's rifle season, right? I mean, you can't shoot if if you get a tag for let's say WMA for deer during I don't know pick oh, yeah. whatever yeah. you know yes. however many weeks it's open. Yes, right. They, they, right. Yeah. If you you buy a rifle tag, and even if you you can't buy an archery tag for that season, it's not allowed. So only rifle hunters are out are allowed in the woods, and gotcha. nobody else. And a muzzleloader season, only muzzleloader people are out. And and that's it's just not like that here, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's goofy. I mean, there's the laws, the rules here are are <laughs> it's it's so ridiculous because Florida is like one of those places. There's so many outlaws still. It's sort of like the old Wild West. That oh yeah. I've always said that, you know, like laws, especially hunting laws in Florida are more like suggestions because they're broken with such like, 
it's it's I've never seen anywhere where because um, I've hunted a lot of places, lived a lot, you know, several places, and I, I don't know. Maybe on the WMA because they can be patrolled and you have to check in and out. But on private property, it's I mean these. These ranchers, some of the ranchers, some of the locals don't even know that there is such a thing as a deer season. Um, I'm not knocking Florida. I'm just saying just it's it's uh, the poaching is out of control. Um, it's part of the reason we don't see a lot of deer in South Florida. You know, just uh, a lot of people that uh, just don't just don't pay attention to that. And then you have WMAs that are super strictly controlled and you have to check in and check out. And mm-hmm. uh, often you run into a game warden. But the rest of Florida, the other 95% is just, you know, like I said, the Wild West is in terms of game laws. Well, let, let me tell you, that, that, just that, people just don't follow them. That carries over to the WMAs, too, because uh, when it? we were down there, oh, yeah, um, th- th- there is a lot of good old boys down there. OK, <laughs> and from yeah. what I from what I gather, too, is, you know, I you kind of get the looks sometimes like who are you um i've heard stories from you know others who hunt down there that don't live down there that they don't really like you down there Uh, when i when i that that hunt that i was telling you about when when me and my buddy went for like a day or two and we were in uh i think it was a green swamp wma green swamp yeah yeah and uh yeah you got to check in and out but the place is huge and green swamp borders onto i can't remember the other ones right now but it borders onto a couple others uh like rich loam i think one is rich loam yeah yeah so we were in one of the two and you know, if you've gone into any of those, like you need to know where you are. Cause there's all kinds of little trails that go here and oh, there yeah. where you could, you can get lost easily. So we're sitting there and we're not too far off the road. And then there's a sheriff's deputy there. Right. And, uh, we, we start talking to him and he's like, he, he basically said, listen, he said, uh, you guys know where you are. And we said, uh, well, we think so. We're, we think we're here, here. We're going to do You know, he's like, all right. He goes, um, just be careful. He goes, there's a lot of locals out here and trust me, you can get lost. Do you follow what I'm saying? Wow. And we said, yes, yeah, yes, yes, this sir. Is the sheriff, this is the sheriff's deputy. We said, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah. yeah, there's a lot of good old boyery going on down there. That's just, it's, you know, yeah. it's not, you know, I, I don't want to scare anybody away from it, but you you got to kind of watch it sometimes and just just be aware of your surroundings. Let's put it that way. And yeah, very for sure. Times because, yeah, he goes he goes, this is uh, he said something almost to the effect of like, this is a big place. There's a lot of good old boys here and you can get lost. Follow what I'm wow. saying. Like, yep, yep. Yes, sir. Sure do. <laughs> if, if you write a if you write a book that has to be in it. <laughs> that story That's we look great. at each other like did he just say i mean the cops even telling us like you don't want to be out here you know so yeah yeah there's a i, I hunt the uh big cypress which is part of the everglades yeah. just west of miami it's actually where i do most of my uh guiding for fishing and um just straight out tamiami trail highway 41 goes <laughs> straight from you know from miami to naples and uh it's it's true wilderness it's just i think i'm thinking I think uh, Big Cypress is like a crazy amount of acres, something like 800,000 acres. But anyway, on the way out there, there's there's a road that they used to call Body Dump Road. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, just the 80s, the cocaine wars in Miami, just Body Dump Road. Yeah, I'm driving by it on my way to go out into the wilderness with a bow and arrow. 
Is yeah. this the one, the Parallel 75? The, uh, yes, um, exactly. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, I've, I've been on that. I've taken both of them. I've taken that one and seven. You know, it, it cuts across east-west, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's, uh, there, there's nothing there. Um, yeah, there's... <laughs> <laughs> the coolest thing I saw was there was an alligator that was dead on the side of the road that was being feasted on by some those 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 turkey buzzards or whatever. Oh yeah, that mm-hmm. down there. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it, yeah, it, it's it's in. You're right. It, it's very wild westy. I think that's part of the the allure too of Florida. I, I don't know. You know, it's like it's nice to kind of visit. You get like the sense of adventure. You know, no offense, but I wouldn't want to live there. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's <laughs> I've been saying that for twenty years. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I going to say with the, uh, with the deer thing? Oh, I, a part, part of the thing with the deer, with the deer thing too, is, um, uh, you know, we were told like, Hey, I think it was, uh, when we were down there, it was open season for them uh, being able to run deer with dogs. Oh yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, apparently they get kind of pissy if, uh, you know, cause, cause they get all this work into, in, into running the deer with dogs and, you know, they, they basically start chasing them and, you know, going after them, whatever. So if, if this deer comes running by and it, this didn't happen, but I mean, if the, if deer comes running by and you don't know why it's cause if, if it's, you know, too far away to hear the barking and things like that, but this deer comes running by and you shoot quote unquote their deer, they're not happy about it. You know, that's, that's kind of one of the, <laughs> oh yeah. Like you're supposed to know. What's that? <laughs> like you're supposed to know that that's their deer. Oh, they don't care. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So yeah, it's I don't know. I I, I like going down there. Like I said, it's a, it's a little little bit of sense of adventure because uh, for for somebody that you know doesn't again, I I absolutely despise the heat and humidity and and bugs and and, and insects. I mean, I my skin literally crawls thinking about it. So for me, stepping like five yards into anything off of like a gravel road in Florida, to me, I'm like, you know, your hackles go up, the sense of adventure goes up. It sounds so lame, you know, you're only, but I mean, it, it adds to it. It adds to the, to the mystique of, of, of hunting down there or yeah, doing yeah, anything, down so. there, you know? So, but mm-hmm. you know, obviously if you live down there, you get used to it. It's no big deal. Yeah. You know, I watch, um, I watch, uh, do you, do you ever watch, uh, what's his name? Robert Arrington, that deer meat for dinner. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's in some of these like, um, like flooded fields and swamps and things like that, you know, up to his like knees, like barefoot, you know, walking through the, and I'm like, no way. <laughs> it's funny, know. you know, people ask me about snakes and I rarely, at least in the, the area that I hunt and, you know, near Fort Pierce, Vero beach, like that area, I see very, very few snakes and, um, you know, the pigs will eat them. I mean, not, I'm not saying that's why there aren't snakes there, but, right. um, I, I've only seen one, uh, I've had that property since 2010. I've only seen one wa- water moccasin there. I've never seen a rattlesnake. I've never seen a poisonous snake. Um, and I've been crawling through for 10 years, calling, you know, trailing pigs, you know, dr- crawling through tunnels, pig tunnels, um, hands and knees after dark. I've never seen a, a poisonous snake, but it could just be a local. I, I don't know. I, I just think just like the pythons in Florida, it's, 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 it's grossly exaggerated, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I, my fishing trips in the Everglades are by kayak mostly. And, you know, we've never had an encounter, uh, we've had encounters with alligators, but never like a dangerous encounter. You know, I'm always paddling towards them just to get good video or to get pictures of them. And, you know, people sometimes get nervous around them. It's just one of those things. It's, 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 I think for a lot of things, it's just overblown. 
But um, not, that's not to say, although we, I've hunted in Georgia, like southeast Georgia, near the Okefenokee Swamp. I've had some couple uh, hog leases, deer leases up there, and um, there are a ton of snakes up there, like poisonous snakes. But South Florida, at least where I hunt, very, very few snakes. You know, um, Almost I've, none. I've never been close to a poisonous snake in my life until this past this past weekend. And I was in California, and uh, there's a racetrack out there called Laguna Seca. It's it's near Monterey, and you know it's it's kind of you know it's coastal, but you know it's kind of deserty, dry, arid kind of thing. And we are in the paddock of of the racetrack, and we're actually at the trailer where uh, the, the cars go in for you know for for tech inspection, you know. Yeah. And uh, this this was on like an elevated platform. And the guys underneath it with a creeper, you know, checking it out, checking out the car, whatever, this, that, and the other. And then all of a sudden, one of the tech ladies said, yells out, snake. And we're like, what? You know, and, he, and he's out from under the car at this point, you know. But he was under there with the thing. At some point, he didn't know it. And I come around the other side of the car. She's like, there's an effing snake right there. And we're looking down. And I'm like, sure, shit, that's a rattlesnake. It's oh. a small one. You know, yeah. it's probably, I don't know if it was, if it was uncoiled, it's probably no longer than like three, four feet, maybe three feet, maybe, you know, um, maybe not even that long, whatever. But I, you know, I get close enough to basically kind of hold out my hand on my phone and take a picture of it. Well, it's still not, you know, within like striking distance kind of thing. And that's about as close as I want to get to it. Maybe like eight, eight, eight feet away or something like that. And I'm like, what the hell? So we, we, uh, I guess, obviously it lives out in the desert up there, up in the arid and it was, but it was down in you know in the in, in the paddock the paved paddock area and this thing was underneath the scale pad and nobody knew about it the other tech guy didn't know about it until he'd gotten out you know on, on the creeper or whatever but i mean could you imagine i mean yes. <laughs> you're underneath scary. the car and you get you get bit so we i guess that we ushered this thing we didn't i was you know i had to get get back you know to where, where we were but um i guess everyone else at the trailer there they they ushered it into like a storm drain kind of thing and like put something over the the drain and i'm like well you can <laughs> yeah. put something over the drain it's just going to pop up in the next one but you know but i i've never been i've never you know in all the not that we have poisonous snakes here you know obviously but i've never been around anything like that you know, in a hunting situation and, but I do see one, you know, for my job at, at a racetrack somewhere. It yeah, was just it totally blew my mind, you know, and I'm like, Oh, it's kind of cool. I guess, you know, I, I wasn't, you know, they'd want to get any closer to it, but geez, you know, it's, <laughs> that's close enough right. for me. And then you guys Especially, got those banana spiders too down there. Those things are just, Oh, they're everywhere. Yeah. They're, um, I've never been bitten by one. I don't know that oh, I'm sure they can, they can bite, but, uh, yeah, I just kind of just use my bow and just kind of steer them to a, the nearest branch, you know, just getting out of my way, out of my path. But, uh, yeah, I saw Jason Sankoviak posted about that in Georgia. There's yeah, tons of banana spiders. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah those, spiders, they, they make giant they webs, too. They don't freak me out like they, they do for some people. I just they don't really, you know. You know, the crazy thing is, too. I, Sorry, I got no, no, no. That, that's fine. I I got bit by something down there probably four or five years ago, and this was this was at that uh, uh, place I was saying in, in, in near Daytona there, the West Shore or whatever, because yeah. I got bit something on my thigh. I'm looking at it right now, and my the the skin around it is like a little discolored. Okay. And it still itches. Like I will scratch this thing like 10, 20 times a day. It still itches. I don't know what it injected in there. I don't know what's in there, but I've had this thing for four or five years. Oh my God. And 
Absolutely, yeah. It is, it's more annoying than anything. It's kind of like a mosquito bite that just like won't go away, you know. But it's like subsurface, subskin, and I'm you know I'm scratching it right now, and wow. it's one of those things. I don't know what I don't know what it was. And I've gone to the doctor. I got to go back again. I'm like, you know what? Like this thing's been there for like years. Okay, there's got to be some sort of like something to, to you know to to kill the uh, you know to kill the cells around there to do something. You know, I mean, it's it's you know, I mean, it's not like discolored, like it's black or anything, but it's certainly like a different color than the rest of my skin. You know, and it hasn't grown or anything like that. It sounds it sounds a whole lot worse than it is and grosser maybe, than it is. But maybe something's living in there. You know, with my luck, there's like a thousand baby spiders about to hatch in there. So, I mean, at this point, they would have, you know, but that's like my nightmare. Okay. Creepy crawlers are like my absolute, I mean, I run like a girl with these things. So of course I'd be the one to get bit by something, you know, and I didn't get any superpowers. I'm not Spider-Man. I can't crawl up and down, you know, buildings. I didn't get anything cool. I just got a, I just got a scratch. Yeah, I did. <laughs> in an itch, you know. <laughs> that's really weird. It is um, really weird. I know. Yeah, I, I did get stung by something on the back of my head in the, in the Everglades about I don't know, like seven or eight years ago. I was scouting before the season, before bow season, and I just went through these, you know, like I've done it a thousand times, go go like push my way through some palmettos and some palms, and something just got me on the back of my head, and it felt like the only way I could describe it is um like if uh, you took a pair of needle nose pliers and heated them up in a fire and then you know pinched them on your skin and twisted them that's how bad it felt like how much it hurt to the point where i just took my shirt like immediately like screamed took my shirt off dropped my trousers like dropped my pants right (laughs) thinking like this thing is still in my clothes like what what is it like a spider like a oh yeah I think the only thing I can think of it may have been a scorpion. I, I, to this day, I have no idea, but I I remember grabbing something off of the back of my, in my hair, like below my cap, I was wearing a baseball cap and throwing it on the ground just instinctively after it bit me. And I felt something there. I don't know if it was a spider. Um, there's a, there's a, uh, caterpillar called a saddle bunch caterpillar. I did a bunch of research online to try to figure out what had bitten bitten me but it could have been a scorpion i have no idea but it was the most intense pain i've ever felt in my life for about five minutes maybe two minutes three minutes it couldn't have been five minutes i would have i would have passed out but um <laughs> that's how bad it was yeah do you have do you have bullet ants down there i've heard bullet ants are uh yeah I, not that i know of but um yeah it seemed like it would have been something on that level like that yeah I mean, but I mean, an ant would I mean, wouldn't be that bad, high, though. You know, I mean, I've heard people getting, you know, the bullet ant thing, like you know, down by your feet, ankles, kind of thing. I mean, this yeah. is up, yeah, this is up by your hand. So that's, uh, God, I'm gonna have nightmares tonight. We we got We got to change. We got to change the topic, man. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, it's terrible. <laughs> you know, when people say like, "Man, Minnesota's cold," how do you? I'm like, you know what? I I live for like mid September through. You know, let's say turkey season, and that and that's about. But I mean, I love the cold. I love the fall. I love the cold. I do, yeah. You know, I do not do well in in, in humid conditions. And I said the best part is, in the winter, pretty much everything that you can't shoot and eat is dead. Okay, and everything else <laughs> that's dead or 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 slumbering away or whatever it is or hibernating, I don't have to worry about. You know, that's just yeah. I, I like I like the bigger mammals and <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. So okay. Um I want to steer this a little bit toward gear. Um you said you're like a bow collector, but what, what do you uh wh- 
what do you what are you shooting nowadays or do, do you have one in particular or do you switch back and forth what, what do you do I, I can't well I've had a lot of bows most of which I've sold I have uh, several custom bows I have a northern mist Ottawa which is a, a 50 style recurve um, I haven't hunted with that in a few years um, I dropped down in weight I was shooting 50 pounds for a long time and I'm down to like uh, the bow I'm shooting now is 45, but really I like 40 to 45, which is better for my, my joints, you know, my, especially my elbow. Yeah, but, me too. Um, yeah. So um, then I have a, a Wild Horse Creek um, short. It's a 54-inch, also a 50-style recurve. Um, it's called the Mariah. Um, that's a custom too, but I haven't, again, it's like 50 pounds. It's just, it's too, it's not that it's too much. I just, uh, I just, I shoot a lot, so um uh, just, you know, the lighter weight just is easier on my joints, like I said. So right. I'm shooting a, um, a Great Lakes Bowworks um, Talon. Um, Lee Lobestall is uh, the bowyer. He um, uh, he doesn't really he, – he's just basically kind of an, a young bowyer, he, but his bows are excellent. It, this is um, a 60 – I think it's a 60 – yeah, 60 inches. It's 45 pounds. Um he he's a former hog hunting client of mine and he and uh we did kind of a trade for a hunt kind of thing you know bow for a hunt and mm -hmm. he sent it to me and i was just blown away i couldn't believe it and, and, you know i'm a big fly fisherman and i my favorite fish is is tarpon so he he actually engraved uh, a tarpon into the the riser and it's i'll send you a picture of it it's really cool oh, and cool. it's green, green glass um it's like a rd you know a longbow um it's really quick, really quiet. Um, that's all I've been hunting with for since he sent it to me. Pretty much, that's all I've been shooting. And uh, I love that bow. I've killed a couple of pigs with it. Um, some small game. Um, hopefully, get a deer with it this this fall. But, and uh, what was what was the name of it again? It's uh, it's the Talon model. It's Great Great Lakes Bowworks. Great Lakes Bowworks. Okay. Yeah, he's he's on Instagram. Um, he doesn't have a website yet, but he's he's. Um, He'll have something up soon, I think. Yeah. So we're That's doing it also along those same lines. Um, he built, um, he and myself, Ryan Gill, and uh, Lee, and a couple other people are, are doing a collaboration um, starting this fall. It's not, I actually talked to Ryan just to see if I could, because he wants to, you know, kind of bring it out at the after the first of the year but um, it's going to be called, anyway, he said it's cool to talk about it. He said um, it, it's, it's Hunt he has hunt primitive. That's his thing. Mm -hmm. You know, he builds primitive bows, primitive uh, tools, etc. Self bows, arrows, stone points, and uh, a lot of hunting. You know, on his on his uh, YouTube channel. But the new thing is going to be hunt primitive. So I'm I'm going to be one of the content creators for that. Like I'll be you know doing my hunts and and um, and anyway, make it a long story short. Lee has built built me a bow for that purpose. It's um, a Grumley style recurve, you know, Nels Grumley, you know, bear um, archery earlier, you know, bear. It's a uh, forty. He, he was he was his original like uh, like designer, right? Or, or exactly. what I mean, designer bear, bears designers, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's a static tip recurve. Um, it's absolutely. I haven't gotten it yet. I've got a hunt coming up in October with Ryan. And he's he's got it at his house, so I'll, I'll get it from him then um, on our hunt. Um, but um, I'm super excited to get that. I'm going to shoot wood arrows out of it, bear razor heads, um, and I'll be filming my hunts with that. So uh, and Lee Lee built that. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty excited about that. 
So you're partial, it seems like, to the the 50 star recurves kind of. Yeah, yeah, 40s and 50. This is more like a 40. Well, I guess it'd be a 50 style, late 40s, early 50s. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I like the I like the longbow grip, but um, but a recurve, you know, uh, the speed of a recurve, the 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 uh, the draw cycle mm-hmm. of a recurve. I just like the way it kind of feels like it opens up, especially with the static tip tip recurves, but. I've never shot a stat, static tip. I've, I'm I'm really curious to, um, you know, a, a, a try one one day. And I've I've never shot a super curve either. You know, I'd like to see what those things feel like. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, like uh, the one that um, uh, Steve Torre built that Northern Mist Ottawa. That's got, I guess, it's like a really curvy limb. You know, it's really it's 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 just a different draw cycle. It just feels so different. I like it, but. But I, I'd have to say um, it's a beautiful bow, by the way. I've killed a, f- a few pigs with that. But um, uh, I, I like the looks of the static, and I like the way it, it opens up. It feels like it, like, almost like a – I don't want to say a let off, but it, it, like at full draw, it's, it just seems like it opens up somehow. You know, it's like – I guess because um, the angle is not as steep as it normally would be on a recurve, right? It's a string pinch. It's mm-hmm. not a pinch at all, but you know what I mean? Like the angle is different. I'm showing with my hands as if you can see this. <laughs> but, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to imagine it because, to, to my mind, a static tip would be wouldn't open up as much because, like those. Well, it doesn't open up. I, I yeah. guess, I guess it doesn't open up, so the angle doesn't change as much, right? That, that okay. Yeah, as it normally would on a recurve, where the tip would come back more. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and yeah. Ryan, he sent it to Ryan to get his Ryan's, you know feedback on it and um he ryan shoots like 55 to 60 and he goes it's too light for him so that's gonna be my bow so uh but he says yeah it's real quick and it's quiet and yep now this may be more of a question for him because i've I've watched a bunch of stuff um that that he's done but what like his 55 or 60 is he really pulling 55 or 60 because uh yeah he has a really short draw He's got a really short draw. Now he's he's done some um, some. I'm not picking on it. But I'm 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 saying it's because he's done a couple of videos on it, saying you know he he shoots a heavier poundage bow, but it he, he because he short draws it. You know what I mean? But I mean, is it fifty to sixty at his short draw? Or, it, it, or is. Is it, it is. It is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's. Yeah. At I mean, I have to say, I mean. It's not like he can, because they're self bows, so he's not sticking it on the scale a whole lot, you know, right. to see what it pulls at 28, but because um, he's drawing like 23. But um, it is, it whatever weight he says it is, it's at his draw length. Huh. So to get it back to 28, I would probably separate my, both my shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, cool. Um, what about, uh, you said with that one, you're going to do some wood arrows and bare razor heads, but what, what else, what else do you use? Um, what, what, what do you find? Okay. I'm going to ask two questions. What do you use? And as far as like clients that come down and hunt with you, things like that in your experience, as far as like penetration, blood trails, um, you know, size of the holes, all that kind of stuff. What, what, do people you, that you've seen, if they're if they shoot something different than you do, um, what's worked and what doesn't work on um, on, on hogs? Let's say on hogs, yeah, yeah on hogs, um, specifically, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I always like when I when I see a guy with a a three blade, you know, woodsman or something like that. But I have to say, I've seen some amazing blood trails with two blade heads um, on pigs. But a lot of it is 
you know, the kill zone is so small, but if you hit them in that kill zone, then you get a great blood trail. Um, it's just a smaller kill zone than on a deer. You know, their the yeah. rib cage is smaller up front where the vitals are. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I pretty much just for myself, I shoot Magnus two blades, but I've also killed a bunch of pigs with uh, Woodsman three blades. I've used Stingers, um, Zwickies. I, I, I have to answer your question. I don't think I've seen one that's like, oh my gosh, this is so much better than the others. You know, I really haven't seen that yet. Okay, well, that that does actually answer. I mean, that is an answer in in itself. I think that's that's you know. Pretty, the one thing telling. I have to say, like, I, we always if, when we first started doing these hunts, just like don't please don't bring expandables. Yeah. Um, because I've had a you know I've seen. I saw a guy shoot an expandable, uh, a rage, uh, with, out of a compound, of course. And, um, he shot it in the ham and it came out like between its, like through his chest, basically just cleaned his clock, like, you know, from <laughs> four to after, after four. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the arrow came out, like clean pass through and, and like literally one drop of blood on the ground and, and the pig, um, the pig went about 60 yards. I literally, it was at, at, you know, at dusk when he shot it and we found it after dark, but I, I literally tripped over it because there was no blood. We're just like scanning the, the woods. And, um, and I've seen a couple, um, fixed blade or not fixed blade expandables just break, like just fall apart. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think on deer size game, they're probably okay, but on pigs, even on small pigs, I've just seen, I just haven't seen good results. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I, I get mostly traditional guys that come and hunt, so it's hard to say. But um, early on, we got a lot of compound guys. Lately, it's been the last few years, it's been all traditional guys that are pr- typically shooting two blades. Okay, so there's yeah, so there's no one other than mechanicals. Nothing's kind of stand out like failure, you know, which which uh, I guess makes sense as far as um, shot placement. Um, is it uh, how how true is it that like their vitals are a little bit more forward than like, let's say like a deer you know yeah. what i mean because because i've 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 been you know obviously like a gutting a bunch of them or been been there when we're gutting a bunch of them and i try to i try to get um as much detail as i can you know be like okay well here's where the shot was and here's where everything sits you know so for the next time i know if i need to aim better or if i need to get a better shot angle um so is, is it true that they sit a little bit more far forward they do they do and i think that's true of most like um european game and african game um you know because originally from europe you know so um uh I, I think they're vital well they know they are they're further forward um so and and their shoulder blade like on a deer you really got to watch out for it right you know you don't want to hit, hit them in the shoulder on a pig it's really rare to hit them in the sh- i mean i shouldn't say really rare it does happen but um if you aim straight up that leg on a broadside pig like straight up and about a third of the way up yeah. and you hit it in that spot is you're going to watch it go down um that and um I, I try to get them all quartering away, you know, so that just more room for error. Even yeah. if you hit them in the, a little bit back, it's still going to end up in the vitals. So, you know, just aim for that. If they're quartering away, aim for that off leg. Um, that's what I've had the best luck with, with killing pigs. And the other thing, too, is um, high and back, like on a deer, is a bad thing. On a pig, their, their lungs actually kind of angle up and back. So I've seen some shots on pigs 
um, that look like, oh my God, it's way too far back. And, and, you know, it's half like mid, mid, uh, drift, mid, mm-hmm. midship, midship yeah. on the pig, but high. And they'll, they'll go 50 yards and fall over. Cause they're, you, it's a double lung, but it's like their lungs are further back, you know? Yeah. It's almost like, back. um, like angel wings. You know what I mean? They yeah, kind of exactly. come back or if you look at a storm cloud, um, and, and like the, at the top of the cloud, the way, you know, the, the jet stream or the wind or whatever, is kind of blowing it way kind of long past the column. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It 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 it, it almost seems like that. The, the the tops of the lungs kind of come back more mid body. I yeah, I, I've I've noticed that. <laughs> it's the most esoteric description of hog. Right? It's a thundercloud or an angel. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's great. Very good. If it, work, if it works, it works. And you know, yeah. one other thing too that that I noticed that, that you know up until like I said this past this past year, um, it had all been with rifles, so you don't get to see it. Um, yeah. These things, these things will duck and they will twirl. And oh yeah. For and sure. I didn't know that I didn't, you know, cause I just didn't have any shots on it, you know, before, because, um, I was videoing this one on my phone and it wasn't, it wasn't even slow-mo. I should have done it slow-mo, but, um, we're kind of going frame by frame and this pig didn't start to like twirl until the arrow was literally like one arrow length or maybe like arrow length and a half away from, from actually impacting it. Mm-hmm. And it went from like kind of quartering away to almost like, like full on, like 90 degrees, like turn to the right. And that's why, um, you know, it, it, it luckily it, it clipped the back of one lung and went through the other lung on this one. But I couldn't believe how quickly this thing could turn. Now, I mean, these things never stop moving. That's different. I'm talking about actually ducking the arrow or twirling away from from the sound of an arrow. I didn't think that that they did that, but I mean, they they put some deer to shame. Yeah, they're yeah, just short legs. They can get them moving quick, right? They can react pretty quick. Right. They, they don't they don't drop down, you know, but they twirl. Well, I mean, they're they do drop down. They're moving. They're actually but, moving and like yeah. accelerating one direction or another. For sure, it's, a, it's 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 amazing. It's 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 kind of you know it's kind of impressive because I, I didn't I didn't think that would happen, but you know sure as hell. I mean, and with each one, of course, you know you 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 learn something new, and you're like, okay, well, I gotta watch out for this now, or I gotta watch out for the, you know, I gotta account for this now, kind of thing. So yeah, the other yeah. thing about on, about hits on pigs, I've I've shot a couple, I've made a couple some bad hits on pigs, and that on a deer, I don't think I would have maybe I would have recovered it if I'd have waited till the next day, but I've I've hit pigs. Um, just screwed up and hit them in the guts and I've had them go and run 30 yards and, and just just within sight 30 40 yards and just bend down and just bleed out right there hmm. or yeah I mean it's not a common thing but I have seen that well you you know because you, you hear how tough they are and they are super tough and yeah they typically don't bleed a lot but I, I've seen some terrible hits on hogs that resulted in a, a hog that didn't go far so yeah, it goes to show you that every every one of them is a little bit different. You never know what you're going to get, what the blood trail is going to be like, and the recovery and all that. That's what makes them so much fun, you know. Oh yeah, and and you know that gets the heartbeat going too. You know, at at, at dusk, and then it starts. To, you know, then it's dark, and you're trailing something, and you know you're you can look at peeking under one palmetto and after another, like you don't know what kind of surprise is going to be underneath one. <laughs> yeah, all part of the yeah, uh, that's that's like I said, it's part of that adventure with uh, with hog hunting. So, um, well, you know, we've been going probably, I don't know, an hour since we restarted over here. So, is there is there anything else like that you wanted to cover that you wanted to talk about? Or um, um, let's see, 
not really. Um, I'm look, I, ha I have notes here. That's what I'm looking at. Oh, yeah. No. You can see I'm looking at notes. But no, not, not really. No, I mean, you know, um, just looking forward to the deer season starts tomorrow for me. And then um, I have to say, though, if, if I see a pig, I'm going to forget about all the deer. <laughs> not that there's a lot of them, but, uh, yeah, they get my blood going for sure. I can't wait to get out there tomorrow afternoon. And yeah. See what but, um Good luck. I I have the same thing happen with with squirrels. My, a lot of my deer hunts turn into squirrel hunts. I can't I can't resist. You know. I, <laughs> I love, love squirrel hunting, hunting. <laughs> yeah. and I love Absolutely. rabbit hunting. On on the ranch, we have quite a few rabbits, and I've I've been known to just get it like prime time. You would never do this deer hunting, but hog hunting because I can hunt them year round. I'd, okay, I've got thirty minutes left. There's probably going to be some rabbits on the end of the woods edge of the west side of the woods, right? I should get over there and uh see what's out there because I, I love you know spot and stock rabbits and mm -hmm. uh just flinging arrows and stuff you know squirrels rabbits what have you armadillos possums whatever squirrels you name it you name it well cool man so this um the um the hunt was it hunt primitive right it's gonna be it's hunt primitive yeah. but it's the next thing the next chapter is hunt hunt traditional okay um so it hasn't started yet. That's going to start after the first of the year. So you've kind of given us a bit, a bit of a teaser on that. So uh, first of the year. So if if people want to find more about that, um, go to Ryan's channel. Then yeah, is that is that going to be the launch kind of going over there? Yes, for sure. Yeah, I'll mention it on mine, but my channel is is uh, just my name, Jim Desias, and um, it's a much you know he's got a, <laughs> he's got a huge following. I've got a small following, but loyal following. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, you're on Instagram. Yep, At two places: Everglades Angling and Old Florida Bow Hunting. Old Florida Bow—that's that's the one I know you're from. I'm I'm not that much of a fisherman, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I figure I have an, enough hobbies at this point. Oh yeah, that I don't have enough time for so. Well, okay, cool, man. I really appreciate you, uh, you, know, you hanging out here. And I, I know it's, I know it's late for you. So, and I know it's, 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 it's deer o'clock tonight. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I, I, I wish month. you the good luck tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to be living vicariously through, you know, most of the people I, I interact with online here. So, um, why don't you stay on, uh, stay on with me here yeah, yeah. and after we're done recording. So anyway, thanks everybody for listening. I uh, appreciate it. Make sure you go, um, uh, check out the Boning Soul uh, uh, po podcast. Leave a leave a rating, leave a review, all that stuff. Uh, the YouTube channel, and uh, obviously on on Instagram. Go check out Jim. And uh, if you guys are seasons are opening up tomorrow, which would be probably several weeks after you're listening to this, but uh, hope you guys yeah. had uh, hope you guys had good luck. So uh, thanks for listening. All right, bye bye.